0: So you should
1: just have like a, f- a full film about a hitchhiking cat. Has anyone made that? Because that would make a billion dollars. But
0: yeah, well, uh, well, also too, I'm think- thinking from the cat's point of view. Like, I mean, what does humanity have to offer? Because this cat's like, you guys are the worst. Yeah. Like, you guys are just you are awful to well, each how, other. And
1: what else has this cat witnessed? I know exactly. Like so everywhere he
0: goes, it's just, just madness. Keep moving along, yeah, it's like Kane and Kung Fu, but
1: a cat <laughs> horror movie survival guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched
0: in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as, as the, the final, final girl.
1: girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, peeking out over all the ghastly minutiae and
0: ultimately illuminating
1: the path to survival.
0: Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Same time. Welcome, welcome to, to horror, horror Movie Survival, survival Guide.
1: Guide. That was pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> was
0: so five. Um, we're the first podcast so- from Indie Popcorn <laughs> <laughs> recording here at the circus.
1: This is episode 36, entitled Play It Faster.
0: Uh, we are going to be discussing the second in our sort of horror anthology series. Uh, t- we'll be discussing 1985's Cat's
1: eye. Yes. Yeah. So this was great because, uh, so uh, the, the horror movie notebook that we have, that we took, that we have in college that we watched, uh, the horror movies from the horror section of our local video store, there were some that we missed. Mm-hmm. And this was one that we did not get to yeah. in college. And it was on the list. It was on the list. Mm-hmm. And so this was our first time viewing it for both of us.
0: Yeah. And we thought since we were doing this horror movie uh, anthology series that this is a pretty big one. Yeah. So the, the other ones we were familiar with we were like, why don't we do, let's just do this this, this fourth one.
1: Well, it's a screenplay by, by Stephen King. So yeah. it's got to be, it's mm-hmm. got to be quality. <laughs> um, so the tagline for this movie is kind of strange. Okay. Follow the newest cat and creature game as played through, dot dot dot, and then it's the title: Stephen King's Cat's Eye. I do not I don't. I don't. I don't really know, understand, I don't understand it either. Okay. All right. I, I don't know what the newest cat and creature game means.
0: I don't even. Yeah. Cat no. Cat and
1: creature. Cat and mouse. Oh. But okay. Why say cat and creature? I don't know. Because instead
0: of. Yeah. No. It's a questionable
1: tagline, yeah, guys. Helps out, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh. So this is directed by uh, Louis Teague. Okay. who had already done his, some of his Stephen King time. He directed Cujo. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and he also directed Jewel of the Nile.
0: Oh, really? Wow. That's pretty good. So you know that like, my parents ha- owned like eight VHS movies okay. when I was a kid. And so uh, we just watched those eight ones over and over again. <laughs> um, and Jewel of the Nile was one of the eight. Oh, ah,
1: yeah. so you know that movie well. I do
0: know that movie well. and that, But I didn't <laughs> realize that it was like a sequel. Like years later when somebody was like, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, love Jewel of the Nile. And they were like romancing the stone is so much better i don't know what that is and then yeah i realized i'm like oh it's the second because also one of the dozen was empire strikes back and then i didn't realize that it's the second in star wars so wasn't it confusing for you no i thought it was really solid because you can get it real quick but i was like wow that's dark movie i guess we'll never know what happens to han solo because i thought some people would talk about star wars i just thought they meant the empire strikes back and then in high school i figured out there was a movie ahead of it and a movie after it and yeah
1: wow mine was blown late to the party um so anyway um, i'm sorry <laughs> wow, yeah. quite a, quite a childhood. Yeah. Uh so the effects uh in this movie are, were done by Carlo Rambaldi. So he also did the effects for ET, so he was yes. familiar with the very more. Uh also he did Alien, Dune and Silver Bullet. Oh, okay. So that kind of All comes back around. Crazy Werewolf suit. Yeah. Thanks Carlo Rambaldi. <laughs> Thanks so much. Um so the theme uh <clears throat> so the, the as we talked about with the last one there's kind of a wraparound story so mm-hmm. the the link in this one is uh, a cat. Yes. And also Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. who the, who is credited in this film as our girl.
0: Uh-huh. Because she shows up in various incarnations of this film. Yes. Um, which I found a bit confusing, but um, as it goes on. As I will say, I feel like this movie does have sort of the weakest wraparound of perhaps the lot of them, in well, the sense that if, like if
1: you're not into a hitchhiking cat, I'm into a hitchhiking cat.
0: I guess so, but I also kind of feel like in the beginning, it's not just the hitchhiking cat element, it's that the hitchhiking cat you know, I guess we'll kind of get into this, uh, seems to see Drew Barrymore in various iterations through his hitchhiking journeys. Mm-hmm. And each time she's asking for help, but then what? But then what does that have to do with his adventures in Atlantic City? I don't know. It's it's a, it it's, a, a little... it's
1: a cat Drew Barrymore psychic bond.
0: Yes, but then it's like he's I don't know. I guess I sort of miss the like he's doing the hitchhiking in order to try to get to her. Yes. That I felt like was a little unclear. I felt like okay. at the end of the movie, you were like, "Oh," but in the beginning of it, you are like, "What is this?" Like, I guess,
1: yeah, I guess so. She keeps asking you for help, and it's you, you have to come. Yes. And so, yeah. Uh, but there is there is also uh, they do a coup like the beginning, the very beginning of this movie is a, is a Cujo joke because the cat gets chased by, by this insane dog, insane dog, uh-huh. um, and then almost gets hit by Christine. Yeah. So they're like not afraid to shy away yeah. from the Stephen King jokes. It's very in. It is very in.
0: It'd be very in the know.
1: I, you know, feeling in on Stephen King jokes is one of the highlights <laughs> of my life.
0: <laughs> and yeah, this movie is uh, chock-a-block full of them. Um, so yes, the cat ends up after running away from the insane dog ends up getting in the back of a truck to New York City, mm-hmm. where a guy who has uh, the
1: first the first sequence is called Quitters Inc.
0: Quitters Inc. Yes, uh, and this uh, and so uh, a guy who is driving a car that has a, like what is it? Quit smoking ink or quit smoke whatever it is. Uh, uh, on the side of the car, uh, captures the cat and brings him upstairs to the office. And uh, pulling out outside the office uh, is James Woods and a friend of his um, who, are, who is dropping him off because he, James Woods,
1: needs to quit smoking. It's that's too right. crazy. His friend says, is it going to turn your life around? I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. He says, that's what Jim Jones says when he spiked the punch.
0: Ooh. It's a little
1: early for Jim Jones yeah, jokes. Yeah,
0: some drinking the Kool-Aid jokes there. Um, so he basically goes into this clinic and he sort of has this feeling like obviously he doesn't particularly want to quit smoking, but it seems like he ought to. but he sort of has this sense that everything is not right. like there's a guy in the waiting room. it looks very like kind of standard 80s office. But there's a guy in the waiting room that seems like very grief-stricken and very distressed and whatever and his his wife comes out and she looks like she's been through the ringer like her. Closer, disheveled, and she seems kind of sweaty. Her hair is like
1: sticking on an end. Yeah,
0: it seems very. And so he kind of watches them walk away. I was like, all right. And then he's like, you know what? I think I'm gonna
1: leave. This, I don't think this is really
0: for me. And then uh, this guy shows up, uh, Doctor Vinny Donati, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, no, 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 right this way, sir. Come on in. Da, da, da. And <laughs> what you kind of get is that it's sort of like this uh, company that can help people quit smoking. But they're basically like the mafia, like the, the tactics in which they employ to do it. When you're in, you're in and you can never be out. You are always in and they will make you stop smoking. But the way in which they do it is they sort of show him Is they basically terrify you into doing it. And they threaten the, like the uh, your your wife, your children, basically anything that's like vulnerable to you or important to you. And they're like, you're going to stop today. And if we see you smoking, these this is what we'll do to you. And in the back of his office, he like oh, presses this button and this curtain opens, and the cat is in there. And I will say this sequence I was not a fan of. I thought that you'd have a problem with yeah, this, yeah, because I was like, mm, I mean, I understand that like there are laws passed where you can't like at this point kill animals anymore in the making of a movie. I don't. I'm not convinced that this animal was not distressed in the scene because uh, the cat is on a. Um, uh, a metal floor that basically he presses another button and he electrocutes it and the cat just goes bananas jumping up and down off the floor not wanting to put his feet on the floor because it's being electrocuted yeah the whole and, floor
1: is one electric circuit and, and I
0: understand that it's like effects and the sound is added afterwards and all this filmmaking stuff but like to see like the acrobatics this animal goes through like something is up and I was not a fan of that but obviously James woods is meant to see it and be horrified and Dr. Danani says that basically if we see you smoking, we're gonna be watching you 24-7. If we see you smoking, we're gonna grab your wife and we're gonna put her in this room and yep. you're gonna watch.
1: Yes. Yeah, so and the, James Woods
0: is like, I don't wanna do this. Like, I'm out, I'm out. And like they're like, late. nope,
1: too late. You're, you're in. You're already, you're already fully in. Fully in. And it was, it's re, you know, like, geez, okay. So the deal is they say, uh, the first time they catch him, mm-hmm. his wife will be shocked in the room. Yep. The second time, his daughter is gonna get shocked in that room. Yep. The third time, they're going to rape his wife. Yeah. They're
0: like, we have a guy who specifically does that. Yeah, a rather cool. disturbed
1: individual you that wanna... we hire for this purpose. Um, and then the fourth time, they're just going to kill you. Yeah. So that's how we're going to yeah. make you stop smoking. So P.S.,
0: you're going to quit smoking. Yeah. Uh, and like they have 100% success rate. Hey, man, and... it's it would work. I mean, it would, but just also stressed out for the rest of your life. Yeah. So obviously, like, that he comes home and he's very kind of uh, stressed out. He's watching TV. He's watching something on TV. What's he watching? Uh, he's watching The Dead Zone. That's right. Okay. Another Stephen King joke. I thought and so. And he's
1: like, eh, who makes this crap? Like, <laughs> make some sort of derogatory comment towards it. Right.
0: Um, but he, his wife can see sort of how antsy that he is. Um, and she's like, what's going on with you? What's going on? He's like, oh, I quit smoking today. Um And uh, they tell him that they're going to be watching all the time. And so he kind of breaks briefly and runs downstairs and tries to sneak having a cigarette. He doesn't close the window blinds, by the way, in his office when he goes to do it. But all of a sudden he hears a noise and he sees like feet in the closet and is like, oh, just kidding. Breaks the cigarette in half. I wasn't going to do it. Definitely wasn't going
1: to do it. Um, And then but there's uh, totally someone in his closet. Yeah, oh, definitely. There is someone in the closet. We never see who it is. It's like, this is how how deep the mafia goes. It's like, we're just going to have someone in your closet.
0: Correct. And that's just, that's, that's how we roll. Um, and so he we, we meet the daughter uh, who's yeah, played so by Drew Barrymore. I, I would like
1: to point out how awesome this is. So uh, he goes, James Woods drives to his daughter's school mm-hmm. specifically to give her a cabbage patch kit, uh-huh. which in 1985, if any of you girls were alive in 1985, you know, what that is? Cabbage Patch Kids were everything, and I think to a girl Drew Barrymore's age, yeah. And then, and then, like, you just like <laughs> she's like at recess, mm-hmm. so it's like with her su- cool schoolmates, she'll just be like gone, and then she comes back. Cabbage Patch Kid, like it would be like the best day of your life, like yeah. your dad comes to visit, and you get a Cabbage Patch Kid. Yeah. However, a little, a little strange in that uh, they mentioned in this story that James Woods' daughter is in a place for special children. Yes. And it's just Drew Barrymore. Yes. In a wig. but And glasses?
0: Yes. But then also what I found confusing is that I looked up a couple reviews of this movie. And when they allude to his daughter uh, in these reviews, they both, both reviews mentioned that she has Down syndrome. Or she is meant to have Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And sort of throwing a wig and glasses on Drew Barrymore and ma- saying that means she has Down syndrome seemed pretty
1: dubious so i found that a little confusing well it just doesn't make sense because you only see her once so just make her at a boarding school or something like it doesn't like i understand in the script that's what stephen king wrote like that's what it's written for but yeah. that's just okay yeah but i do but, also know that stephen king i think wrote this with drew barrymore in mind so oh, from firestarter yes oh, okay so mm-hmm. he was like she's so awesome in firestarter yeah. and she is no she is but i'm gonna write like a whole movie centered around her
0: Yeah, it just, yeah, it does seem kind of odd. And then Dr. Uh, Donati is sort of there watching James Woods be with his daughter. So he's just like, just so you know. And James Woods like, you guys are insane. Like, yes, we are, but it'll work. Um, And then he goes to probably what is one of the most entertaining sequences in this movie, where he goes to this incredibly 80s cocktail party where everyone is smoking like a chimney. uh, And there's just this haze of... 80s like smoke and shoulder pads and bangles and just like it's the most and it's meant to sort of make it
1: as difficult as it could be for James was not to have a cigarette right and then like his his friend is like trying to shove cigarettes at him and yeah. is like oh you're not gonna quit ha, and they're, ha, they're playing ha. like a cover of like uh, every breath wa- every breath you take yeah yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah. Watching, I'll be watching you, you. Uh-huh. which is in which is also a, a theme in this film yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, know because you get the police as a theme uh, and yeah so he fantasizes about there's like about, kids
0: smoking did you remember that yeah, in it yeah kids kids there's smoking like there's two like seven people year olds. who are
1: just smoking and like letting out like Incredible, impossible clouds of smoke, <laughs> yeah. and then he starts to fantasize about like dancing cigarette cartons, yeah, which is great. Which is yeah, I mean the movie takes a very surreal turn at that. I would point. just like to be the the like a dancer who gets hired to be in a cigarette carton, yeah. and you are like you just see your legs. That's uh-huh. all that's gonna be. You're like,
0: okay, here we go. <laughs> that's my job. Um, yeah. So you know, obviously it's getting more and more difficult for him, and so he ends up um in traffic on a bridge,
1: and uh the drawbridge is up, and they're mm-hmm. stuck, and he's like incredibly nervous, and he. He's, I
0: mean, it's like in traffic and it seems like no one's around and he goes to open his glove box and he finds a cigarette and there's nobody. And there's nobody around. There's like a couple that seems to be like necking a couple cars over. And, and so he kind of bends down and tries to smoke like laying down on the side. You can like see the smoke coming up and he tries to brush it away. Um, and then people, the drawbridge comes down and people behind him honk, let like, go. And when he sits up, the couple who was making out, like they look at him like they're part of Donati's crew and they kind of smile and drive off. And he's like, no, 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 no. And so he drives home and his wife's gone. And clearly like she was gone in the middle of making something. Um, And so they grab him and take him back to Donati's office and they open the curtain and there she is in the room.
1: And they fully electrocute her in front of him. They also add uh, music to the mix in their electrocution, which I found very odd. Yeah. Uh, In the beginning, when the cat is being electrocuted, they play "Twist and Shout." Yeah. And then when the wife is getting electrocuted, they play "96 Tears." I mean, question mark the mysterious? I don't know. It's such a random music choice, but it's cool because it's like. Then the rest of your life, this random song that would never terrify anybody is something yeah. going to be like the most terrifying song. And to I think that's
0: meant to be it. It's right. like, look, like we can change anything for you. Like yeah. even this like seemingly joyous, whatever, like for the rest of your life, you're now going to have like PTSD every time you see it. Um, also in the sequence, uh, the cat has, it was in the office escapes. And my favorite line comes from this moment where the cat runs out and the go- hired goon, uh, who I think is also the bridge guy, sees the cat go and goes, whoa. Fiddlesticks! As the cat goes away, it's like the most unlikely thing to there's, come out of that guy's mouth.
1: There's no way that any any huge like goon is ever said that ever. Yeah, it's, it's so. I'm great. like I'm pretty
0: square, and I don't say fiddlesticks. You know, like that's. I oh mean, gee whiz! Oh gosh, you guys. Um, and so, yeah, basically, uh, they, they shock her, um, and, uh, they, the sort of the, kind of the, 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 and he has to watch, and it's very horrifying, and then kind of the wrap-up to this is sort of, like, some time has passed, and it seems like he has not smoked for a while, and he seems to be on good terms with Donati, it just he's, finishes. Yeah, show me with him now. Yeah, he's finishing doing a, f- a physical, and. Uh, and he mentions like, oh, you know, if you don't, uh, you got to be careful about this weight. If you don't lose some weight, you know, all this kind of stuff. Because like, Everybody smokes stop smoking, and then they gain weight. Exactly, you know. So you got to watch your weight, and you know, if you don't, uh, and he's like, well, you know, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do to me? And he was like, oh, nothing to you. I'll just, uh, I'll cut off your wife's little finger. And he's like, oh, hilarious. And so they go <laughs> to have dinner, and with this other couple who have also gone through the same process. And they're all toasting each other to. I mean, the wife seems to have recovered exceptionally well yeah. from this, and so they all toast to each other to uh, the quitters' ink. You know, to quitters' ink for doing this. And and then when James Woods goes to toast the wife of his friend, he sees that she's missing half of her little finger. Dun 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 dun. dun. Uh, so yeah. So meanwhile, the cat has uh, taken the ferry to Atlantic City, <laughs> apparently. Uh, during this time, and again. In the pre, like in the previous story, when the cat was sort of roaming around New York City, he looked up at a window, a department store window, and sort of saw like the sort of ghostly shape of Drew Barrymore asking for help. And then in a just, mannequin. In a mannequin, and this time the cat, sort of wandering the streets of Atlantic City, sees like in the television again, sort of like ghostish. It's Drew a Barrymore. cat. It's a
1: cat food commercial that right. has Drew Barrymore in it, and then she kind of steps out of the commercial and is again pleading for help from and this the cat. cat. Yeah. But then
0: we're going to totally ignore that yeah. and uh, go into this other story. The next story, which is called The Ledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, which... In which uh, there's... In the beginning, there's this like these two sort of like awful casino guys, like awful casino bosses and they are outside a casino. And they see the cat is in the middle of the street, like on kind of one of those, uh, you know, sort of like one median. of those... Median? Yeah, like a median, but it's like the kind of median where there's trees and bushes and grass and whatever, and the cat's trapped there. And they, because they like to make bets on everything... They're like, you want to bet on whether or not it's going to get hit when it crosses the road, and they're like, yeah, okay. And so one of them goes to the side of the road, and they're like, here, kitty, 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 and there's all this traffic, and they just are calling it. And
1: there's a shot of this cat finally goes, and they have this shot of this like car crash in slow motion with a cat in foreground yeah, running. running in front of this. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing shot. I know, and I don't really know how that happened
0: either. Uh, but it's great because the cat crosses the street, does not get hit, and they're, but this tremendous car accident happens in front of them, and they all just start talking about the bet. Like, yeah. no one's paying any attention to the car accident. They're just like, ah, oh, you got me, Frank. Next time I owe you, and forget the big car accident that happened. Um, so the, basically the main kind of uh, casino boss guy, he takes the cat, uh, back up to his penthouse um, and we meet uh, some other characters which is uh, a guy named Johnny Norris um, who is a former tennis champion mm-hmm. um, who is trying to get uh, his girlfriend who is married to the casino boss uh, to get on a bus and get out of there and they're going to meet up later and they're going to try and make their escape so they can be together. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets, He kisses her goodbye, she gets on the bus and outside the bus station he gets ambushed by his two goons and is made to go back up to the penthouse.
1: Can I just uh, mention these goons, if, if, if we can? Okay. Uh, so, again, uh, another G-rated goon. Uh-huh. It's, so, it's such a strange little sub-thing in this movie. It's tough to be a G-rated goon. But this, this goon named Ducky, who wears a Donald Duck t-shirt, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's got, like, Donald is Duck... Isn't the guy with some, the curly hair? Yeah, he's yeah. got a yellow Donald Duck t-shirt yeah. with some stars on it. Uh-huh. And when Robert Hayes first sees him, he says, Hey, and his little thing back, he says, Hey, is for horses, sometimes for cows. Pigs don't eat it because they don't know how. Like, what? He's got, like, nursery rhymes? What Uh, kind of crazy henchman is this? That's that's so funny, yeah.
0: Instead of threats, I just use, like, rhyming couplets Uh as my weapon of war. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, But they basically grab him and take him back up to the casino boss's penthouse, where he's like, I know, I totally know, uh, but I'll make you a bet, because I'm really into bets. So he's got this sort of three, four-inch ledge that goes outside his balcony that wraps all the way around this sort of, like, Atlantic City high-rise. He's in, like, a casino, right? Yeah, and it's like... So it's, I, like it's like a like that huge thing, building. It's massive, and it's like he's got the big penthouse right. at the very top. So he was like, I bet you that you can't climb out to this ledge, and it's like they're 30 stories up or right. something insane, and walk all the way around this building on this, like, ledge, which, again, is, like, enough where you can put both feet on, but it's pretty thin and you're really high. And if you do, you'll get the girl, and you'll get this amount of money, and you guys can go do your thing. And, uh, so Johnny Norris played by Robert Hayes, um, in the beginning, it's like, no, definitely. But then it's like either that or death. So, you know, you pick your poison. And so he decides to go for it. And so basically the bulk of this section of this film is just these various kind of insane high ledge. How terrifying can we make the ledge? How scary is the ledge shots of him going all the way around? And, almost falling and the guy is being awful too like he's like yelling at him or throwing his jacket on him or
1: you know uh, can i can i point out this this delighted me uh so this guy is he's like the really jolly psychopath who's uh-huh. like really into like these kind of things where like you're watching someone going to kill themselves but like it's so much fun uh-huh. um can i just horror movie survival so guide tip Kay. don't cheat with the wife a psychopath, totally. Oh, yeah, I mean,
0: that's the lesson too from like what we were from talking about something last time. Exactly. You're like,
1: mm, if you know that guy's kind of cracked anyway, yeah. probably not best. I mean, if adultery is your thing, fair play, but like,
0: do, but like, don't, but you know, you just cannot do it if the woman is married to a man who's
1: insane, like, yes. Like
0: you gotta, I mean, pick. So he's like,
1: he has, uh, he yeah, he throws stuff at him. There's like a fire hose that he turns on on him, Mm -hmm. like, and this delighted me to end. So if you recall, we had a discussion about uh, in the Wrath of Madness Uh where Sam Neill's character, a very straight-laced man, Uh had an Awooga horn in the glove compartment of his car. and I was like, there's no way that that character has an Awooga horn in that car. Right. Then in this. He, we have the shot of of Kresner, who is the the psychopath, mm-hmm. kind of going through his prop closet looking <laughs> for something to like freak him out with, and takes out an awoogahorn yeah. and uses it. And I was like, see, that's how you use it a woogahorn. horn. Exactly. I buy it from that guy. I totally guy.
0: buy it from that guy.
1: Yeah, that makes he a lot of sense. Definitely has it. And I love that they like kind of keep that horn like it fall yeah. it falls, but you kind of kind of comes back. Uh huh. Yeah. But so basically he's
0: doing sort of everything he can to make it as difficult for him to, to and go all the way sort around. there's like
1: the like dick pigeon.
0: From hell. Yeah. yeah. Who just shows up and starts pecking at us this one spot on his foot and keeps doing it and doing it and draws blood from it. So he's like bleeding through his sock. And then they have sort of this funny moment where he finds like a little inlet. And then he like drop kicks this pigeon where it's like poo Just goes, feathers. Yeah. Feathers go all the way across. But eventually he makes it all the way around. Um... I mean, by the skin of his teeth, you know, he grabs onto like a neon sign, the sign falls over and, you know, so he just like, oh my gosh, I made it. Um, And the cat is in the penthouse watching him like kind of finally show up and make it. And so when he does, Kressner has this other guy who shows up with a bag and he gives, uh, he goes, all right, yeah, you made it. So I'm going to give you what I promised you. Here's the money. And when he goes to look at the money, his wife's head rolls out. Um, so it's like, I said you could have the
1: girl here. She is ah, ah, ah. Oh, Don't hot. cheat uh, with, with the wife
0: of a psychopath. No, cause like they just, and also like, don't make bets with that person. Mm-hmm. Like, don't like none of it. It's never going to work out for you. So just stay far, far away from those people. Um, so, uh, so it's sort of like, he's sort of double crossed the, and the tables are turned. And so basically they end up, end up, end up getting into this struggle where, uh, Johnny gets the upper hand and he has the weapon and he sort of shoots the other guy and then rather than kill Kressner who immediately starts making deals like sure, oh, you I'll give you all this
1: money I was I was noticing so he's like down on the floor he knows he's got like the, 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 the lower hand. For the magazine okay yeah. and mm-hmm. um, he's like betting, waiting for his life kind of like and then there's like a penthouse that's sitting on the table that he starts like flipping through which I'm like this is an odd moment to be flipping through penthouse and then I found out it's the 19 this is very specific okay it's the 1976 issue of penthouse that featured the short story that we're watching.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So Stephen King wrote it. It was in Penthouse in nineteen seventy six. So, and now they're watching the movie of this. And story. the director
0: was like, "Can somehow, uh-huh. in your fear of bargaining for your life, can mm-hmm. you somehow be flipping through a penthouse yep. simultaneously?" Mm-hmm. And the actor's like, "Okay, yeah, works for me." Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, but rather than just kill him, he decides that he'll make a bet with him, and I bet, can you? walk all the way around the ledge. And if you do, I'll spare you. Um, and the tables are turned. And the tables are turned. Um, and so he goes out, you know, begs and pleads and eventually goes out. And is it the same pigeon? Yep. It's the same dick pigeon shows back up and pecks his foot. And then in trying to get him away, uh, he falls. Falls to his death on mm-hmm. top of? The wiggle, the wiggle horn. horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back around. <laughs> yay. Um, we horn. Um, So again, I feel like that's one of those, you know, sort of like if they're sort of these anthology films are sort of punishing people for being the worst. I mean, that guy was pretty bad. He was pretty
1: bad. bad. Uh, The one problem I have with this story, and I think it's a cool idea, Mm -hmm. um, is that it's just Robert Hayes on a soundstage. Yeah, like there's no. I mean, he is terror. acting the bejesus out of. He it, is, you know. But still, it's just like it's so much like yeah. map paintings and sets, and like yeah. the terror's not really there. Yeah, I think you know. I don't know how you would convey that any more than you could here. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is. It does seem. I sort of thought he would go around the ledge and then the story would pick up. But the story is the ledge. Yes, like that's that's it. That's the that's the whole thing. I like it
1: though. Yeah, I like no, it. I but trying. I feel like as a short story, like. When Stephen King was writing the short story in 1976 for Penthouse, he wasn't thinking about it's going to be in a movie, you know, however many years later. So it's not necessarily, it's something that would not, maybe doesn't make the best transition to the screen. I think it's probably as a short story is probably a lot more terrifying, but it's a cool idea and a fun fun thing.
0: And I think that sort of trope is always great where, you know, you've done something that was so, so hard by the skin of your teeth. And the bad guy never keeps their end of the bargain. They always betray you because then I feel like that's when the hero has the potential to kind of become a bad one themselves because they're so like the betrayal. How could you? Um, so during all that hubbub, the cat's like later,
1: and yep. so cat escapes and he's yeah. going to hitchhike his way to Wilmington, North Carolina. Yes, it's a hitchhiking fool. Yeah, t- so you should just have like a f- a full film about a hitchhiking cat. Has anyone <laughs> made that? Because that would make a billion dollars. But
0: yeah, well, uh, well, also too, I'm just think- thinking from the cat's point of view. Like, I mean, what does humanity have to offer? Because this cat's like, you guys are the worst. Yeah. Like, you guys are just. You are awful to well, each how, other. And what
1: else has this cat witnessed?
0: I know exactly. He's like so,
1: everywhere he goes, it's just,
0: just madness. Moving along, yeah, it's like Kane and Kung Fu, but a cat. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, he, so he decides to go to the yeah, suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> so I, sorry there, to I hold that one, back, are, but I am
1: sorry. That is, I love your laugh. You're so adorable, Terry. Oh, I God. wish you guys could see her. She's so cute. Um, so the, the third story we have is the general. Yes. Which starts out with some bitchin' creature cam. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of creature cam. And a lot of like snuffling. There's like, because yeah. you don't, know, you know, they start out with this creature cam where you don't know what it is. And yeah. so you're just like, oh, it's just kind of this little monstery thing. And like, you can kind of gauge by the height that mm-hmm. it's like goblin esque. Right, perhaps. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's, it... yeah. It's I'm not going to do like that any muffin. more <laughs> of that because that's hideous to listen to. Um, so the creature cam goes into, as well as uh, the cat. So mm-hmm. they find uh, this is. Where Drew Barrymore gets her starring turn in this film, Mm -hmm. Uh, in this sequence, uh, Candy Clark plays her mom. Right. Mm -hmm. A kind of a terrible mom. Not a very nice mom, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think she's just one. Of, she, the, I think it's she's terrible in the sense that, like the mom has decided that the cat is no good. Yes, and it's just it takes this whole story to finally come around to the cat because you know I am obviously in love with cats and very biased and so I'm like oh I'm totally on the cat side. Like, it's called Cat's Eye. Show me some cats. Yeah, give me all the cats. P.S. Stop being mean to the cats. P.S. More cats. Um, and she's just
1: but a, it's a horror movie, you know. There's know. A horror movies plus cat equals bad ne- bad news. I know,
0: especially when it's really cute. There's yeah. like some other anthology films where I'm like oh. Oh look at the key- oh no it's going to be so bad. Um cats get no love. Yeah. So this takes place very much in suburbia. We meet uh, Amanda, uh is Drew Barrymore, a uh, very cute little girl and her uh, her family and uh she the cat basically shows up and is like ding dong I'm your cat now. Um and she's like yay let's you know let's keep him
1: Mom's not into it. Mom's not into it. Mom, into it, mom but- has an Eastern European mom
0: mm-hmm. who is
1: very anti-cat because right. she believes that cats steal children's breath.
0: Which is this, that theme comes up a bunch in these films. Mm-hmm. And that's such, that is the strangest thing to me. Okay, so I looked it up once because I was like, what is, what the is deal, that about? What is the deal with it? It
1: steals your soul. Right. It
0: does, like, all that makes sense to me, but it steals your breath.
1: What okay, is that? Okay, this is, this is what I've, I've gleaned. Okay. Um, is that a lot of times parents would come in and find a cat sitting on the baby's chest. Going towards their mouth because the cat can smell milk on the baby's breath. Uh-huh. So the cat is, that's what the cat's going Yeah, for. like num-num. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to like lick milk breath. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that's a crazy sentence. <laughs> so I think that that's what, it, like, that's where it came from. Okay. Is that, you know, kids, parents would come in and see the cat on the baby. That's why. And they would assume. And they would they assume the cat's doing some sort of dubious, mm-hmm. villainous cat breath stealing. Got thing. it. Okay. Huh. That's what I got. And the cat's just got a bad rap for that. Cat's got a bad rap. Poor kitties. Poor kitties.
0: Um, so yeah, the mom's not super into it, but uh, so Drew it Barrymore's very into it. Name Names him General. Yes. Um, Which
1: I don't know if an eight-year-old girl would name a cat General. I'm just saying. Maybe not. I mean, kids pick weird names, though. You they, never, they, they do. You never know. Uh, but they do. They do show <laughs> her that cat, the Colonel. What? It's <laughs> a know. good name for a cat. <laughs> you
0: know.
1: You just call him the Colonel. Yeah. I guess my brother named his cat Clown. <laughs> I mean, you know. So Clown, general. I think I, it's I, all. The I same. don't know what that's about. This is Volta. my cat Clown. I never really thought about it till just now, but it's kind of a weird name. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I do love that they show her watching Tom and Jerry. Because I'm a big commentary oh, fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a scene where they make a big deal of her brushing her teeth and then later she's chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> like, what uh-huh. kind of parent are you?
0: Um, and there's also a scene where the mom is reading Pet Cemetery. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, which more tip of the hat. Um, so basically what is happening in this house is there is a evil little troll thing <laughs> that is living in Drew Barrymore's bedroom, like in the walls. Mm-hmm. And basically at night, this little troll thing can steal her breath and wants to steal her breath. But because uh, General is there, when the cat sees the little troll, it knows it's no good. So every time the little troll, you know, runs up and climbs up on top of Drew Barrymore to do it, the cat will jump up and stop the troll. But then things get knocked over. She has a bird named Polly in her room. The birdcage gets knocked over and the parents come rushing in. The troll has gone back in the hole and General is there and General gets blamed for killing Polly so mom decides General has to go and right. so she traps General and takes him to the animal shelter to be euthanized harsh super harsh and of um, course a
1: horrible you know brief animal shelter scene which is no good for anybody make it stop make it stop, make it stop no um, but Amanda keeps saying that she has these dreams where there's a troll that's coming out and right. that she doesn't have the dreams when the cat's there exactly but of course they think she's a little girl and doesn't know what she's talking about right uh-huh. um, which
0: again is sort of this like if Drew Barrymore sort of our final girl in the situation it's completely that thing in these movies where nobody believes her mm-hmm. you know and she knows the score and nobody will listen to her and um, and she's a kid who eventually does all sort of the correct final girl things and takes care of business yeah. on her own mm-hmm. without her parents um, so general escapes and uh, and he's a crafty one he's crafty one he escapes from the animal shelter and immediately heads back a lot of cat cam immediately heads back uh, and just as the troll for the umpteenth time um, has climbed up on top of Drew Barrymore and I will say the effects of the troll are kind of interesting. I feel like there's the, it seems to be a combination of a variety of effects. Um, and I'll, and some of the thing where it's sort of like the, the dual screen stuff doesn't seem to perhaps. No, fully but work. there's a
1: lot of like, they've obviously built huge a giant, giant yeah. set. So they have someone in the troll suit kind of running around. Um, the tr- I think the troll creature design is awesome. It's yeah. Scary got like yeah. big bright, bright red red eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little like jester cap. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. When we first see Creature Cam, uh-huh. we hear no bells. Can yes. I just point that out? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, how would you not wake up if there is something with bells sitting on your chest? Correct. It's mm-hmm. so loud. It's yeah. it's, it's strange. Yeah. But I love the troll. And yeah. uh, so General comes running back in uh-huh. to save the day. Yeah. This sequence, I love it. So much! <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about it. I yeah. rewound around and watched this three times. Did you really? I could not get enough of it. Okay. So the tr- the tr- the troll is on Drew Barrymore's record player, mm-hmm. which is playing "Every Breath You Take." As mm-hmm. we said, the police is a the theme in this, mm-hmm. uh, and the cat is trying to bat it, and so it hits the speed of the record player mm-hmm. to start to make it go. Right, and then. The troll is like spinning around on the record and then she keeps yelling, play it faster. And the cat gets it and like bumps up the speed. And so then you get to hear the song playing faster. And then the troll starts like his cries start getting crazier and then play it faster. And then finally gets like whipped off into a fan. Right. Blended and blended yeah three times and, i watched that and, and i was like i could watch this on repeat endlessly the sequence is brilliant
0: yeah i know and at this point it's like drew barrymore has woken up and is screaming so you have it's just chaos like you have the parents outside the door they're like banging on the door to be let in and they can hear drew barrymore screaming these insane things Play And they, faster. right and they can't get in and the, the little troll also has like a little knife a little he troll stabs dagger stabs the cat mm-hmm. like stabs him like in sort of the chest and like wow, are we like we're stabbing cats um but uh Yeah. And I will say it's sort of it's sort of like a, a mixture, too, of the in some of the other anthology films, there's sort of some other creatures that are used. And when they have sort of the creature on creature fight perhaps doesn't totally work. But I think this is a good mixture where like the cat is always real and they're sort of sometimes going back and forth between using like a life size version of this troll and having like an actual person in it. And so kind of edited all together, it kind of works. And when it goes into the fan, it's pretty gross. Like it's bleh. I like just, I, I, I've never
1: seen this film and I wasn't expecting that. And it's such like a minute of madness that it just delighted that me. That
0: starts, do you know how the sequence starts? Do you remember how General gets into her room where he's like clearly like a cat is dropped down a chimney because all of a sudden like the cat lands in the bottom of the fireplace that's 100% you could just see it's like some dude that's like it's you know a PA a is holding it it's up, up. It's <laughs> like holding a cat and then just drops the cat and the cat's like geez you know but then immediately goes into business um so no I mean it's like the the whole thing's amazing so the parents come in and they see the mom immediately goes to blame the cat again like look at all this what's the cat done da 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 and she Drew Barrymore explains to them, like, no, there was a troll and General saved me. And this is the thing. And he went into the fan. And when the parents go to see that there was something in the fan and it's got, like, a little arm and a little dagger,
1: they're like, dang. <laughs> it's arm. weird, though, because the dad, like, picks up the dagger and it was like, oh, and, like, looks at the dagger. Not the little arm that's in yeah, there. Yeah, like, right. Feel like, I'd be like, what is this? I
0: <laughs> know. <What laughs> but instead he's, like, a miniature tool of some kind. Yeah, no, that is kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, so basically Drew Barrymore ends up being kind of our final girl and the this. cat gets rewarded
1: with yeah. a whole fish mm-hmm. and a sprig of parsley Ding!
0: so I'm this is where where I kind of at the end was like okay so psychically the cat knew from all this from very far away from a couple of states over that Drew Barrymore was was in trouble and that would eventually need him and all these other stories were stories that the cat observed on the way to go to be her
1: hero yes okay that's what I. That's what I. I, I feel got like that wraparound could be clearer. Uh, yeah, it could be know. clearer, but it's kind of a cool idea. And then, like, I like to think about this cat continuing to do this. Mm-hmm. That, like, now he'll get the next psychic call and yeah. he has to go to Seattle or like whatever. And like, telling you, does, it like, is
0: Kane from Kung Fu. It you is, know? and yeah. he's just going
1: to travel the country, mm-hmm. saving little girls. He just got to help some other people on the way. It's true, and it's an exceptionally cute cat. So, and it escapes like nobody's business. Yeah. So. No, I'm all for it. You could just keep going with this theme. Uh I think it's it's great. (laughs) Cat saving the day. So um, let's talk about the gore factor. Okay. So number one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. We gave this a one. Yeah. Relatively blood-free. It's pretty blood-free. Besides the cat getting stabbed. Yeah, which was just more like, oh, you don't see that every day. No. You um, know, and you get some sh- sh- people getting shocked.
0: Yeah. People but aside from that, not much blood. Yeah, exactly. Um, movie rating, zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, is it's Uh I gave this a two and a half.
1: I gave it a three and a half. Okay. Um, I, 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 that half is just for that troll record player (laughs) sequence. I got to tell you, Uh it delighted me. Like I can't even tell you.
0: Yeah. And I just felt like for me, there wasn't a great deal. I was sad. I was like scared about in this movie, this movie. I think sort of some things conceptually where you're like, geez, but the thing that was honestly the most horrifying to me is I felt like they really hurt the cat. Right. And that opening James Wood sequence. And I was sort of, you know, appalled on a level that I don't think was intentional.
1: Um, Uh, I think they realize there's that part to it. How can you not? I I mean, They, they have to know, you know, it's, it's a kind of, there's pleasant terror and then there's unpleasant terror and that's, it's, it's still scaring you, but just not in a pleasant, fun way. Right. But that's the kind
0: of way that takes me out of it immediately. Sure. That's
1: just like, oh, that's not fun for me.
0: Like, I don't want anything to really be heard. Like, this is all supposed to be a big fantasy thing. You right. Know?
1: Well, I think that, you know, I, I can tell that these stories are written by Stephen King. I like that about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's very well made and like well acted. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah. uh, fun concept cool i you know it, i was actually uh, pleasantly surprised by it yeah. i liked it more than i thought that i would To be and honest. everyone
0: i feel like everyone's on the same wavelength as far as kind of performances too like mm-hmm. i don't feel like people are sort of being super hammy even right. though sort of the atlantic story is kind of a, a little bit more ridiculous but i think people are still kind of playing it very straight and very you know um and i think that's definitely to the movie's credit
1: so thank you for listening you can find us on iTunes and uh, all the social media stuff Yeah, Uh, we always love to hear from you and what you liked about the episode what you didn't like what not and uh, next week we will continue our horror anthology theme Mm -hmm. we'll be talking about 1990's Tales from the Dark Side yeah the movie movie.
0: there's some interesting things like everyone's in this everyone's in it everyone's in this um, so, yeah, I look forward to
1: that. We do. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I good. This is good. <laughs> I'm having fun. Thanks, guys. We're good. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> be here all week. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>